great joy to be with you today. Just a brief word about our gospel before I dive into what I really want to preach about. Uh, like this gospel, we often call it the fraternal correction gospel. Whenever someone sins against you, you ought to go to that person first. If he doesn't listen, take two or three with you. Go to that person. If he still doesn't listen, then take the whole church. We don't do this, though. I don't do this. Usually when I'm frustrated with someone, i.e. Father Brian leaving his coffee mugs in the sink, right? <laughs> Usually when we're frustrated with someone, we first go and tell the whole church first. We go and we gossip and we spread maybe rumors, and then maybe four or five months later, we get up the courage to go and tell that person. We have something between us, can we work this out? Right, so one invitation for today is don't be afraid to go and talk to that person. The person sins against you. Maybe you're frustrated with someone. Maybe you're annoyed with someone. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Don't be afraid to talk to that person first. And then secondly, just about this gospel, what's so beautiful, Jesus says, if he still refuses to listen to you and the whole church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. What does that mean? Right, at face value, you might think, oh, just dismiss them, just like Jesus condemns the Pharisees at times. But think about how Jesus really treats the tax collectors and Pharisees. This is from the Gospel of Matthew. Who is Matthew? Matthew is a tax collector, which means Jesus is saying, if uh, you treat them like a tax collector, a Pharisee, that means go and pursue them. Jesus goes to the temple, finds Matthew there, and says, Matthew, I want something better for you. Come, follow me, be my disciple. Don't uh, be a tax collector anymore, but come and follow me. When we have people who frustrate us in our lives, to treat them like a tax collector means to pursue them to the very end, to love them even in the midst of their sin. There's two main things I want to preach about today, uh, courage and humility. Courage and humility. Our, our readings are all about this for today, especially courage. Uh, courage, as St. Thomas Aquinas uh, defines it, right, is the willingness to suffer for what is good. Courage is the willingness to suffer for what is good. Last October, Father Brian, myself, all the companions, we took a pilgrimage out to New York to the North American Martyr Shrine. Uh, and when we were there, we walked uh, along kind of the streets uh, 70 miles over the course of three days. And somehow I got picked to kind of lead the trip and figure out where we're going to rest, where we're going to stop. Uh, walking 70 miles over three days is hard for someone uh, who, right, some of the companions are like in their 40s, Father Brian, right? And um, leading the trip, I was, I was planned it so... We had these cars that were leapfrogging that would go and set up a little snack station ahead of us, some water, some snacks, whatever. And I had a plan where uh, the strong guys, I knew I had a place for them, and then the weak guys, I had a place for them, right? And the Lord showed me during that time, those who I thought would actually be the strong ones wound up being the weak ones. And those who I thought would be the weak ones were actually the strong ones. I've never had pain in my foot before, but for whatever reason, at the end of those 70 miles, I had excruciating pain, what I think was plantar fasciitis. I've never had that in my life before. I don't know why I got that. Father John had like really bad knee pain, so his knee was all taped up. I'm like, we're just, you know, limping along. And then Father Brian's over there with a Danish in his hand, just 
walking along, right? <laughs> like, this is perfect irony. We get to the end of those three days, and I had um, gone ahead with the vans up to uh, the North American Martyr Shrine. A beautiful shrine, 8,000 people can fit there. That's kind of dead. I invite you to go there. Uh, when we were there, we were really the only group there. A powerful shrine of, of, of French martyrs, the Jesuits who came over to preach the faith to the Iroquois nation. They were martyred here in upstate New York on our own soil. So we get up there, and then the three of us who had driven the vans, we walk down about a mile and a half to meet the rest of the crew so that we could all finish together. And it sits up on this hill, we go down the hill, we walk, walk along, along this river to go and meet the rest of the group who's walking towards us. And I just remember my foot being in so much pain. Lord, why am I doing this? Why can't I have just stayed up there and just waited for everyone else? There was something so profound, though, of the perseverance that it took for all 20 of us to band together and then walk up this hill to end at that shrine together. Even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of that pain. I remember walking up this hill and Father Matt Book, he's the moderator, the superior, and he looks back at everyone and he goes, all right, we're gonna sing a song now. I'm like, a song? Can we just get up there, right? And we begin to sing, Holy God, we praise thy name. I was just so struck in that moment, I began to weep. I began to realize we persevered through these 70 miles. And even the pain in the midst of the suffering, we were willing to suffer for something that is good. Courage takes perseverance, courage takes persistence. We were willing to suffer all through that for the sake of a good that was coming. Yes, it took courage to do that, but what was so striking when we got to that shrine is the courage that those martyrs had. That eight Jesuits coming from France in the 1700s were willing to leave everything behind to go and preach the gospel to a nation that they did not know, in a language that they did not know. You can go there today, and there's two specifically, St. René Coupil and St. Isaac Jogues, who were martyred there in upstate New York, in a small town called Orysville. And you go down this ravine, and there's all these plaques that tell the story of St. René Coupil, how he was chased by the Iroquois nation and thrown and killed by a tomahawk in the back of the head, and he was buried somewhere in that ravine. St. Isaac Jogues lived to tell that story. A few weeks later, St. Isaac Jogues, there's a field there where there's just a plaque that says, somewhere in this field, Isaac Jogues died and shed his blood for the faith. Isaac Jogues, as a priest, he was tortured. One of the ways they would torture priests is they would uh, gnaw their fingers off because a priest can't celebrate mass without his fingers. I'll spare you the details, but he was brutally, brutally tortured and martyred and then killed in that field. That takes courage. That's suffering for what is good. Today, brothers and sisters, I invite you to do the same. To have the courage to suffer for what is good. We need Christian men and women in our culture today to stand up for what is true, good, and beautiful. Today we hear this reading from the prophet Ezekiel. And I think it's also meant for us today. God says to Ezekiel, you son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. What does a watchman do? A watchman climbs up in that tower and a watchman looks out. Think about the one who watches for the fires. He goes up in that fire watch tower and then when there's danger approaching, he has to call and tell the town to evacuate. Think of someone who goes up in the lighthouse who has to turn that light on, 
no danger comes to those ships. You go up on that watchtower and call out the danger that is coming. God goes as far to say this, if you do not speak up, if you do not dissuade the wicked, the sinner, if you do not dissuade the sinner to turn from his way, that sinner, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. We're faulted if we don't speak up and correct others. This is the same with our gospel. Jesus invites us, when you have a problem with your brother, don't be afraid to have the courage to go and speak the truth, to suffer for what is good, to stand up for what is good. I think there's two things in our culture today that are worth standing up for, that are hard to stand up for, that when we stand up for, we might be persecuted. I don't know if we'll suffer the same end like those North American martyrs did, but you will be persecuted. The first thing that I invite you to stand up and have the courage to do so is for marriage. That marriage is between one man and one woman. Friday night into Saturday, yesterday, we had our marriage prep retreat. We had about 40 couples on this retreat. And what a great gift it is to see them to have the courage to stand up and say, I want to get married in a Christian ceremony. No one gets married in a Christian ceremony anymore. People move in together, they move to Watch Park, and then they have dogs instead of kids, right? This is tragic. It doesn't take theology, divine revelation, to understand that marriage is meant between one man and one woman. We know that through natural philosophy, through natural law. It's written on our hearts that God designed us this way, that God designed the human body this way. That marriage is meant between one man and one woman, and brothers and sisters, we're called to stand up for that. We live in a hostile world that wants to redefine and undefine and try to change uh, what natural law says. Do not be afraid to stand up and suffer for what is good. The second thing I invite you to stand up for and have the courage for in our culture today, and maybe even bigger, is that every human being, from the moment of conception to natural death, has the right to life. Our marriage prep retreat yesterday, talking about um, the gift that kids will bring to their life. And there's something so profound Right? This is the visitation when, when Mary goes and visits Elizabeth. There's something so profound when a woman gets pregnant, she is so joy-filled and excited. Why? Because life begins at conception and they recognize they have life within their womb. And the only thing inside that womb that's going to become right, is a human being, a loving baby that they will bring into this world. There's over one million abortions committed each year. Woe to us if we, don't, if we do not dissuade the sinner. We are called to stand up for what is good, to fight against the ways of this culture. St. Paul last week into the Romans, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed, conversion, by the renewal of your mind. To have the courage, the willingness to suffer for what is good. 
just a brief note, if you know someone who maybe struggles with that definition of marriage, if you know, struggle, if you know someone, or maybe there's people in here who've had an abortion, mercy is for you. God loves you for who you are and as you are, and there's no sin great enough that God can't forgive. If you know someone in that situation, invite them to come and talk to the church. They need healing. So courage, I invite you to have courage. The second point for today is humility. In order to live courageously, in order to be able to speak out against the truth, we need humility. I'm not inviting us to a crusade here to go out there and conquer everything. That's not what we're about. I'm inviting us to look like the humility of Christ crucified. Christ had the courage to lay down his life, but it was one of humble, of humility. It was one that says he was humbled even to the point of death, death on a cross. It takes humility to lay down our lives, not only courage. And so our gospel for today, it's not just about correcting others. Part of the reason why we can struggle to correct others and to go to that person and say, hey, we have something between us, can we work this out? Sometimes I think it's hard to do that because we don't allow others to correct us. So an invitation that I have for you is to allow someone to correct you. How beautiful would it be that after you get in a fight with someone, or maybe just today, maybe you're not in a fight with anyone, maybe you go to a spouse, a friend, a sibling, a parent, a child, and you ask them, how can I love you better? How can I be a better human? How can I be a better priest? How can I be a better spouse? What humility it takes to allow someone to speak into your life so for the possibility of change, that conversion, that transformation. Courage is the willingness to suffer a good and it takes humility even to the point of shedding our own blood to have that courage. There are things in this life that are worth suffering for that are even worth dying for. Brothers and sisters, I invite you today do not be afraid to live courageously in a hostile world. It is worth standing up for our faith. God will give you the grace. But the way that we have that grace, the way that we have that courage, is to lay down our lives just as Christ does. Today, Jesus, help us to lay down our lives for others.